Howdy, folks. Salutations. That's my fancy way of saying hello. Ever watch Charlotte's Web? Isn't it great that I articulate? Isn't it grand that you can understand? I don't honk, I don't squonk, I don't even squeak or squawk. What I want to say is something. I open up and talk. I can talk, I can talk. <coughs> Yo, it's your old chuckle buddy. Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 6th in the year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. How you doing, folks? Glad to be here with you. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast, this is a show where I bitch, whine, squawk, cabelliake, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever. You know, fucking begging you. <clears throat> on my hands and knees, folks, begging you, best friends forever, you know? I go on little comedic rants, raves, um, blatherings, bumblings, bits, you know? I talk about the times of the times, current events, entertainment, the whole kit and caboodle, folks. You can't go wrong. So certainly, thank you very much for tuning in. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, my own website, janathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles of sorts, please, folks, help my black ass out for crying out loud. Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. Yeah, Sharon's caring, folks. And we're growing here at JR the P, Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Just check out some of my YouTube comments. Some of my content comments. Some of the comments on my content online recently. I got a very nice comment. Um, a new listener you know, he said something along the lines of, you know, great content, gave me some pointers, some tips, and he was a little bit kerfuffled, confused, you know, it was pretty incredulous, you know, he was scratching his head, he's like, you need to get your view numbers up, you need to, I mean, you know, like, you should do this, you should do that, and and I'm like, I'm right there with you, pal, I, I understand, it is, bit of a kerfuffle, you know, bit of a fucking noggin scratcher, you know, a little bit of a whodunit. I mean, I, I, hell, I don't know. You know, it's like he was saying to me, like, you know, you should get your views up and, you know, this, that and the other, like, maybe I'm being shadow banned, you know. This viewer thinks that I possibly could be getting shadow banned due to the uproarious nature of my content. Funny, off the cuff, honest, you know. That has no place in this modern day. These SJW, social justice warrior, wet blanket, cry baby, Dr. Seuss, mother goose, cat in the hat, fake ass, fucking dummy, dilettante, dipshit, motherfucking retards, you know? Crying, wet in the bed, you know, walking around with a saggy diaper. About every fucking thing under the sun, you know? 
old JR the P here. I don't do none of that horse shit. You're not going to find me squawking, belly aching and bitching about shit that has nothing to do with me. What the fuck do I care? Right? But not everybody's like that, you know? They got to fucking be poking their fucking nose over their fucking neighbor's fence. You know, like fucking Wilson on fucking Home Improvement. You know? Fucking poking their nose over their fucking neighbor's fence, figuring out every little fucking thing they do. Bunch of hogwash as far as I'm concerned. But some of the feedback as of late is like, you know, am I being shadow banned? Why aren't my numbers up? And hey, you know, I'm right there with y'all folks, right? I'm just doing what I can like the little engine that could. I think I can. I think I can. Yo, weekly, monthly, yearly, till these dumb motherfuckers see clearly, you know? All I can do is just be dropping my shit, you know? It's all that I can do, you know? So it certainly is appreciated when, you know, I get the nice comments, the feedback, and um, the increments. The little increments, the little notch steps, notch on the belt, you know? Very titillating, tantalating, and... um, I don't know, titty dancer information here on JR the P. I am an Amazon affiliate. Yes. Folks, we're moving up here at JR the P, you know, monetizing some of our work, you know. I am officially in partnership with Amazon, even though Jeff Bezos apparently shit the bed. I don't know, he quit the company or something. But anyway... Thanks to Jeff Bezos and the empire he created, um, I am now a Amazon affiliate, you know? And it's a way for me to, you know, monetize my work. And it's a way for y'all, y'all the dear listener, a free way for y'all to support JR the P, you know? I'm selling whatever the fuck I can, folks. Check this out. Check this out, for example. Take a look at this fucking shirt. This is what we call the Hanes Beefy Henley cotton t-shirt. One of these puppies, you can get them on Amazon. Amazon. There's going to be a link in the description, folks. You can get one of these puppies on Amazon for, what is it? $15.99 Canadian. Smoke them if you got them, folks. $15.99 Canadian. They call it beefy because it's nice, thick cotton, you know. And we're in this pandemic era, you know, where people are shitting themselves just by going to the store. All this fear-mongering horseshit. And you already know my opinion. COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and gain control for whatever nefarious reason. Bunch of horseshit, you know. But, you know, in this pandemic era, you can't leave the house. You might want a new shirt from time to time. Well, take a look at this puppy. Look at this puppy. $15.99. Haynes Henley Beefy um, Cotton Shirt. Nice thick material. Made in Bangladesh. Um, I, would, I don't know if I want to say sadly or um, inspiringly. Bangladesh in recent years had um, incidents of manufacturing fires, unsafe conditions in their factories. A sad blotch on that industry. But as of late, they have moved forward in their safety measures in the workplace and it also gives this developing nation an industry i mean hell we would love some manufacturing jobs here in canada 
I mean, my black ass ain't exactly, you know, as you may know, due to the shadow ban that I might be under, you know, I'm fucking eking out a living here on YouTube, eking out a living however I can as a performer, you know, maybe I would take a manufacturing job if there was one in my neighborhood, but as it sits, they're in fucking Bangladesh. But anyway, you know, check out this puppy. Check out this puppy. $15.99, folks. You know, link in the description of this video. And this is a cost-effective way for y'all to support JR the P. Yes, we're moving up, folks. I am an Amazon affiliate. Thank you, my liege. Now, 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 I know what you're thinking. Chuckles, Johnny, 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 baby, Jonathan, Chuckles, I love you, kid, but... For fuck's sakes, I'm not going to be buying t-shirts or every little fucking trinket that you try to fucking peddle my way. Now listen, folks. You're not going to see me trying to sell shit that I don't use. Everything I promote, I use. And Amazon is like a globally recognized online merchant. Pretty safe bet. But here's the kicker. As an Amazon affiliate... If you access the Amazon site through one of my descriptions, one of my links, one of my links in the description, if you access the Amazon website through one of my links, you don't have to purchase what I'm slanging you. You don't got to purchase one of these puppies or whatever bullshit thing I'm trying to sell you. Whatever you purchase, you know, let's say you're doing your normal shopping. Maybe you're buying some condoms, you know, you're out of rubbers. Sitting around at home bored, you want to give a fucking stab into the old uh, witch, <laughs> you know, your significant other. You want to, um, you know, get to fucking and you run out of condoms, you go on Amazon, purchase some fucking condoms. But wait, if you use my Amazon link, if you access the site through my link, I get a little bit of a referral fee. See what I'm saying? If you access the site through one of my links and make a purchase, any purchase that you regularly make within a 24-hour period, I get a little bit of a referral fee, you know, a little bit of a kickback for driving traffic. So it's a free, cost-effective way for y'all to support the show. Yeah. So, you know, if you get the chance, please do. And Amazon... Um, at the time of this video, Amazon is a global leader in, you know, online merchandising, online sales, online shopping. So, um, I personally use Amazon. A lot of people use Amazon. Um, and if you use Amazon, it is a safe, um, site. It's a safe bet. You know, you can feel safe under their umbrella. I feel safe to shop there and do purchases there and to use them as an Amazon affiliate at the time of this video. And um, if you're already using them, I believe it's a safe choice. Until further notice, if you fuck with my audience, Amazon, you're going to have hell to pay. I'll fucking rip this fucking shirt off and fucking strangle Jeff Bezos with it. You know, if you get like an additional charge or something, just let me know, folks. I ain't taking no guff. I'll march right up to his fucking mansion and you know hey jeff bezos get your bald fucking hawk nose ass out of your fucking mansion buddy i got a bone to pick with you 
he'd be like in the middle of an orgy. He'd be like, what, what, what? What, Jonathan Ramtram of Jonathan Ramtram, the podcast? Yeah, that's right, buddy. I heard, I heard fucking, um, you know, you overcharged my audience on a Hanes men's cotton Henley beefy shirt. The site advertised $15.99. You charged these people $16.99. I'm, I'm going to be on your ass about it, buddy. You better fucking watch yourself, Bezos. Yeah, I ain't taking no shit, folks. If you have any fishy information, you fucking let me know. I ain't one of those podcasters that's just going to sell my soul to, just to turn a lousy buck, you know? Hey, yo, this is just the game, folks. You know, you got to play it. You got to play it. You know, this is just business, you know, merchandising, you know, doing what you can. Doesn't mean you have to be a complete sellout, you know. We do have some standards around here, folks, here at JR the P, you know. This is merchandising as anything's merchandising. You know, what if I had a T-shirt to sell? What difference does that make? What if I have a special what if one day I have a comedy special and um, I promote it through Amazon, Amazon Prime? How is um, having a comedy special on Amazon any different than selling one of these puppies? Look at that, folks. Look at that. It's really no difference, folks. So do keep me in mind, if you can, of course. Now, let's get on with the show. What's going on in the world? Oh, yeah, COVID-19. <coughs> Fuck it. I'm not shying away from it. I think we have to talk about it to an extent where it becomes normal. Because I think what they want to do is like have it fizzle off, but yet lurk in your psyche. They want to vaccinate us and slowly remove it from the news cycle, but yet have it still be omnipresent in the psyche. And I think we need to talk about it and keep it out in the open more. So it becomes a point of like, hey, we all are aware of COVID-19. We're all aware of the relevancy and the, the, um, the factors. But, you know, make your own educated choice. It's your life. It's your health. And I personally think COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and to gain control for whatever nefarious reason. It's a bunch of hogwash horse shit. It was more than likely developed in a lab. It didn't come from no fucking bat. I actually take offense to that. You ever seen a bat? They're pretty cute. All right? They're darling little creatures. They didn't do nothing to nobody. If your dumbass is dumb enough to go eat a bat, then you should die. What kind of a retard would eat a bat? So anyways, folks, COVID-19 is a political weapon used to disrupt global economies and to gain control for whatever nefarious reason. And we can't shy away from the fact if we want to move forward. So we got to talk about it. We have to have a... Just as much as it is a pandemic and it's been in our global consciousness, we got to find the cure in a global consciousness. And that comes through discussion. And it's completely laughable at this point. Here's the latest, folks. Anal swabs. Anal swabbing. Just when you thought that COVID-19 couldn't get any more tragic, annoying, inflated, conflated, confusing, fucking, you know, consternation, constipation, condemnation. Just when you thought COVID-19 couldn't get any more horse fucked, 
anal swabbing. The go-to method for finding out if you are infected with this um, drummed-up, made-up pandemic. Crises. Check this out. This is an article. This is an article from uh, globalnews.ca. And um, the author of this uh, article is Josh K. Elliott. Josh K. Elliott for Global News. Throughout the last year or so when I've been reading... um, well, recently, I, I kind of became aware of this guy to a certain extent, Josh K. Elliott. He's a, I guess, a reporter or a journalist with Global News. And he has some pretty funny articles from time to time. He's just got a very comedic flair in his writing. So anyway, shout out, Josh K. Elliott. This is from globalnews.ca. Anal swabs to become China's number two. Anal swabs to become China's number two method for COVID-19 testing. Chinese citizens are clenching up. Chinese citizens are clenching up at an invasive new form of COVID-19 testing in the country. Anal swabs. State-controlled media has floated the notion of anal swabbing for high-risk groups in recent days, citing claims by Li Tanzeng, a deputy director in charge of infectious disease at Beijing Yuan Hospital. Some tests have already been conducted, and more are expected as the country moves into its busy Lunar New Year season. Li says anal coronavirus... Lee says anal coronavirus tests are useful for cutting down on false negative results among high-risk patients because the virus can linger in the intestinal tract for days after it's cleared out of the respiratory system. If we add anal swabbing testing, it can raise our rate of identifying infected patients, he said on CCTV Sunday. But of course, considering that collecting anal swabs is not as convenient as throat swabs, well, it depends upon who you ask. It's pretty convenient. Bend over, smoke them if you got them, boys. But of course, considering that collecting anal swabs is not as convenient as throat swabs at the moment, only key groups such as those in quarantine receive both. In other words... (laughs) Citizens won't be required to drop their pants at tests at test centers across the country where throat swabs will remain the testing method of choice. Many citizens have tightened up. Many citizens many citizens tightened up at the idea of an anal pandemic probe with some turning to social media to express their outrage. Low harm but high extreme humiliation, one user said on China's Twitter-like Weibo service, according to FP, AFPB, AFP. Everyone involved will be so embarrassed, another user wrote, according to Washington Post. Some also jokingly expressed fears 
that a tester might mix up the swabs. I've done two anal swabs. Every time I did one, I had to do a throat swab afterwards. I was so scared the nurse would forget to use a new swab, one person wrote. And so on and so forth. The article continues on. And that's the basic gist of it. Um, anal swabs. <laughs> the reasoning being that... Um, Apparently, the coronavirus, COVID-19 virus, can linger in the intestinal tract for onwards of a couple weeks past, um, you know, recovery. So, you know, a more definitive timeline, a more definitive gauge on, I guess, infection can be um, asserted from inserting an anal probe into your asshole and testing you for COVID-19. <laughs> and they joke about it, you know, it's like, what if they swab your asshole and use the same swab to swab your throat? <sighs> I am so tired of the news cycle where it's like, you know... It's beyond just stupidity at this point, you know. I got a few laughs early on with, you know, Donald Trump, okay, fake news, okay. We're talking about the Chinese flu, the Kung flu, okay. We're going to be the healthiest nation, okay, once we defeat the Chinese flu, the Kung flu, okay. How's my hair? I made the jokes, I laughed about it, ha ha ha, Kung Flu, it's hilarious, making fun of the Chinese flu, the Kung Flu, came out of China, Wuhan province, whatever. It was funny at first, and in reading that article, you know, I was like, should I be doing a Chinese accent? Should I kind of hoop it up and laugh it up? I'm just like, who cares anymore? All right? Like, I, we have to talk about this on a global stage. Can't be pointing fingers at one another. We just got to be realistic about the situation and move forward. There has been no real new evidence about COVID-19. It's the exact same narrative as it was a year ago. You know, a year ago, um, approximately, approximately a year ago when this whole thing began, it's pretty much been the same information. It affects the elderly, the poor at health, the overly obese. 80% 80, 80 of people can recover without any special attention, any special treatment. 80% of people can recover without any special treatment. And it's a political weapon used to gain control, disrupt global economies. It's a bunch of horseshit hogwash. I'm sick of pointing fingers. I'm sick of talking about it. But we have to keep this in our mind to move forward normally.
It can't be one of those things where it's like an elephant in the room. You know, where it's like, okay, well, we're back to normal, but everybody kind of knows that we're afraid for our lives about this monster, this invisible monster, COVID-19. I'm even at the point where I might bend over and drop my panties and let somebody stick a plunger up my ass to check for COVID-19. It's stupid. Absolutely stupid. Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. If you got any questions, you got any queries, you got any qualms, got a fucking bone to pick, you know, do hit me up, folks. Certainly would love to hear from you. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Moving right along here. Quick sip of water, water break, quick water break, bros. Water break balls. Don't mind me balls. <clears throat> Much obliged. Little water break. What I want to speak on for the duration of this episode is a very interesting book that I recently read. I recently read a very interesting book in the help, self-help vain this is a classic book it's been 80 years in print how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie how to win friends and influence people this is a classic um self-help book on business relation on relationship in general. The human conditioning, the human condition, working together with others. I really enjoyed it. You know, you can get this book uh, fifteen for $15.91. $15.91 Canadian, folks. You can pick up this puppy. And, you know, I'll have a link on uh, below in the description. You can get it on Amazon, $15.91. I guess in the pit of my stomach, I know there is a value to this book. Very interesting read. A lot of great principles and ideas. But there is also something that sort of saddens me. The cynical outlook that can be derived. You know what I mean? The belief that people are motivated by self-interest. Cynicism. It's right there in the title. How to win friends and influence people. You hear that and there's a couple ways of looking at that. Sounds a little cynical. How to win friends and influence people? You're looking to influence people? You have an agenda when you deal with people? You want to influence people? But the flip side being how to win friends and influence people. Win. Winning someone's friendship. Winning someone's approval and 
admiration, to win someone's attention. It's a little bit different than how to manipulate, how to control, how to deceive people and influence people. You know what I mean? How to win is a very appropriate outlook in regards to this book. There is just some inherent collateral damage in the vein of cynicism, self-importance. There is just the collateral damage of that. It is a little, you know, it is, it can be looked at as a little contrived. But it's also intended to be one. To prove to others the value of your friendship. To prove to others the value of your influence. How to win friendship and influence, right? So yeah, I definitely found the book insightful, informative. It's been 80 years in print. This is like one of the first in the self-help vein. And a couple quotes and interesting pieces from the book that I'd like to share. For example, um, what the book is basically about in a nutshell, you know, This is um, a little excerpt from the book. Do you know someone you would like to change and regulate and improve? Good. That's fine. I am all in favor of it. But why not begin on yourself? From a purely selfish standpoint, that is a lot more profitable than trying to improve others. Yes, and a lot less dangerous. Don't complain about the snow on your neighbor's roof, said Confucius, when your own doorstep is unclean. Yeah, that's a lot of wisdom, you know. A lot of people float through life trying to change people and, you know, tweak people and manipulate things to their own way of living. When it's like, well, what about your doorstep, as Confucius said. You know, you, you complain about the snow on your neighbor's doorstep, but your own, your own doorstep is unclear, unclean. Further on here, um, if you and I want to stir up a resentment tomorrow that may rankle across the decades and endure until death, just let us indulge in a little stinging criticism. No matter how certain we are that it is justified, When dealing with people, let us remember we are not dealing with creatures of logic. We are dealing with creatures of emotion, creatures bristling with prejudices and motivated by pride and vanity. And that in a nutshell is very true. And that in a nutshell is why I am happy to discuss this book, to promote this book, to recommend this book. But there's a part of me that's very sad in that it doesn't bring just a... It's not, you know, it's... It's not like a light read, you know? It's not like uh, The Secret, where it's like, 
just imagine and willfully picture and, you know, picture things of positivity in your life. Like it's, it hits some very deep rooted truths about human nature. You know, when you are dealing with people, we are dealing with creatures of emotion, creatures bristling with prejudices and motivated by pride and vanity. We're not dealing with creatures of logic. I first kind of stumbled upon this book in an audio format. I think I was on YouTube a couple years ago. And I, I was listening to the audio version of it. And I, I, or maybe I rented it from the library. I don't know. But I read like the first chapter a couple years ago. And I remember that passage, and I remember the idea of cynicism. This book really awakened in me the overall the overall viewpoint of humanity. It's pretty cynical. We are motivated by self-interest, generally speaking. Doesn't mean there's not a lot of beauty and good and, you know, grace to be discovered. But this is what we're dealing with. You know, we are creatures of emotion, bristling with prejudices and motivated by pride and vanity. That's any other idiot I've ever met, for the most part. I mean, myself included. But then again, this book goes on to confront and deal with this issue in a very diplomatic and Christ love manner. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. There's a lot of great value and hope in this book. For example, um, some other passages. Um, you know, the diplomacy intact of this book, which is very important when you're dealing with your friends, your family, and your business relations. Um, here's a little quote worth reading. If as a result of reading this book, you get only one thing, an increased tendency to think always in terms of the other person's point of view and see things from the other person's angle as well as your own. If you get only one thing from this book, it may easily prove to be one of the stepping stones of your career. Try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. Honestly see things from the other person's point of view. Considering others. Considering other people's point of view. Honesty. How to win friends and influence others. You know? It's that honesty, and it's that empathizing quality. That, to be honest, is very lacking in this world. Most people don't look for the other person's point of view. It's a dog-eat world. Dog-eat-dog world, buddy. Smoke them if you got them. Fuck you. This is what I want. These are my needs. This is my opinion. This is what I want. Okay, but why don't you take a second to think about 
what the other person wants. Because believe it or not, most people, if not everybody, don't give a fuck about what other people want. Most people are preoccupied with what, believe it or not, they want. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's what people are interested in. What they want. Not what you want, but what they want. And, and some of the value in this book is recognizing techniques on how to honestly deal with people and consider the other person's point of view and how incorporating um, principles found in this book, how to win friends and influence people, little principles that Dale Carnegie outlines in this book, you can use to honestly Communicate with people and have a consideration for your fellow man's point of view. Very interesting. Um, and in regards to that, you know, arguments. You know, uh, there's always an argument when you're fighting for your point of view. Well, here's the problem with arguments, you know. If you argue and rankle and contradict, you may achieve a victory. Sometimes. But it will be an empty victory because you will never get your opponent's good will. So figure it out for yourself. Which would you rather have? An academic, theoretical victory or a person's good will? You can seldom have both. You may be right, dead right, as you speed along in your argument. But as far as changing another's mind is concerned, you will probably be just as futile as if you were wrong. <laughs> then he quotes the Buddha. Buddha says, Hatred is never ended by hatred, but by love. And misunderstanding is never ended by an argument, but by tact, diplomacy, conciliation, and a sympathetic desire to see the other person's viewpoint. That's mega, that's mega important and useful and relevant. Tact, diplomacy, seeing the other person's viewpoint, understanding that in an argument, sure, you can have an academic win, a theoretical win. I showed you, let me tell you my point of view and how I'm going to tell it to you. I'm going to lay it on the line to you, pal. This is what I think, blah, 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 blah. Okay, you, you told that person off. You won. You showed what a big man you are. You showed what a strong woman you are by yelling and negating and cramming your point of view down another person's throat. Congratulations. You're a fucking asshole. Because that's how the other person's going to see you, even if you're right. Wow, what a fucking asshole. That's human nature. We're not dealing with creatures of logic. We're dealing with creatures of pride, vanity, and emotion. Even if the other person's right. You ever had that situation where it's like somebody's obviously wrong and they're on your case about something and then you point it out to them. Hey, look, you're wrong for what you're doing. This is what you're doing and you're wrong for doing it. And here's why. And then they just stop and look at you. They got no words. 
but it's all in their eyes. Even when you're right sometimes. That's why it's so important to have tact, diplomacy, see the other person's viewpoint. It's not exactly easy. Then we go on here. Um, This is one that I've been trying to work on. See, you can see me doing it already. Smile! Um, You know, only the world would be a better place if people put this into motion. The expression one wears on one's face is far more important than the clothes one wears on one's back. Except if you're shopping on Amazon and you want to buy this uh, Hanes Henley beefy t-shirt, 100% cotton, you know, nice fit, nice thickness to it, $15.99 on Amazon, link in the description below. But generally speaking, the expression one wears on one's face is far more important than the clothes one wears on one's back. Actions speak louder than words, and a smile says, I like you. You make me happy. I'm glad to see you. An insincere grin? An insincere grin? No. That doesn't fool anybody. (laughs) We know it. It's mechanical and we resent it. I'm talking about a real smile, a heartwarming smile, a smile that comes from within, the kind of smile that will bring a good price in the marketplace. People who smile, he said, tend to manage, teach, and sell more effectively, and to raise happier children. There's far more information in a smile than a frown. That's why encouragement is a much more effective teaching device than punishment. Yeah, smile. It brightens the room. It it helps people lower their guard and communicate. It's good for your health. You know what I mean? You're only as healthy as you feel, you know? Smiling. People rarely succeed at anything unless they have fun doing it. This industrial leader doesn't put much faith in the old adage That hard work alone is the magic key that will unlock the door to our desires. I have known people, this uh, person said. I have known people, he said, who succeeded because they had a rip-roaring good time conducting their business. Later, I saw that those people change as a... Later, I saw those people change as the fun became work. The business had grown dull. They had lost all joy in it. And they failed. You must have a good time meeting people if you expect them to have a good time meeting you. Totally. You have to have a good time meeting people if you expect them to have a good time meeting you. You ever go to like a store and the salespeople, you know, staring at the ground, shuffling around like zombies. It's like, yeah, that's where I want to shop. A depressing uh atmosphere where nobody looks at you you know would it kill you to smile that's a little hard to do though because i'm the kind of person where it's like i like to stare (laughs) so like smiling and staring (laughs) like 
sometimes, you know, like I've been trying it lately. It's not exactly easy. You know, I'm walking down the street, I'm smiling. I'm like staring at people. They're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Plus, we're living in this era where you have to wear a mask. Let me just yank down my mask here and potentially affect you with COVID-19. You gotta smile, folks, you know? What else do we have here? Oh, yeah. Admitting when you're wrong, you know? That's another doozy that most people don't want to do. They'll never admit it. They'll go on acting like a retard. Just as long as their precious pride is intact, you know? Check this out. Um, so, what's so funny about this one is... um. If we know we are going to be rebuked anyhow, isn't it far better to beat the other person to it and do it ourselves? Isn't it much easier to listen to self-criticism than to bear condemnation from alien lips? <laughs> alien lips. Say about yourself all the derogatory. Take two. Say about yourself all the derogatory things you know the other person is thinking or wants to say or intends to say and say them before the person has a chance to say them. The chances are a hundred to one that a generous, forgiving attitude will be taken and your mistakes will be minimized just as the mounted police did with me and Rex. He gave an earlier example of some instance where he admitted his faults. So admitting when you're wrong, that's very important. Most people don't, and then subsequently they are resented for it. There's nothing worse than, well, there are a lot of worse things in life. <laughs> but, you know, one thing that's really disgusting in a person's character is when they're a hypocrite. When they're going around giving orders, talking this, talking that, then when they fuck up, they shit the bed. They don't admit it. That's not the way of leadership. That's not the way of building a relationship. People can't get on board that. So it's good. It's good to admit when you're wrong. It, it breeds a sense of understanding and connectivity between people. You know? When you admit that, hey, you made a mistake, well then that loosens me up to admit, hey, you know, Maybe I'm not so perfect either, and together we can work on this. So with all this helpful advice and tact and diplomacy that you can learn from this book, um, as, you know, as my gut tells me there's just something somewhat cynical about it, something kind of contrived about it, even though I agree with a lot of it and I learned a lot from it, there's something that in me feels a little, you know, like I said, contrived. Something a little bit manipulative about the book. Well, um, this kind of sums up uh, what it really is. You know, how to really use this book and be effective with it. Um... Let me see here. 
So a little snippet. Ah, uh, yes. So, remember, we all crave appreciation and recognition and will do almost anything to get it, but nobody wants insincerity. Nobody wants flattery. Let me repeat. The principles taught in this book will work only when they come from the heart. I am not advocating a bag of tricks. I am talking about a new way of life. Compared with what we ought to be, we are only half awake. We are making use of only a small part of our physical and mental resources. Stating the thing broadly, the human individual thus lives far within his limits. He possesses powers of various sorts, which he habitually fails to use. In the words of psychologist William James, that little, that little bit at the end there. But you see, this is not a bag of tricks. This is like, this is, this book will only work when, the, when these principles come from the heart. Not, not a bag of trick, not a phony baloney kind of hogwash smoke and mirror thing to blow up your neighbor's ass, you know? It's dealing with people in an honest, thoughtful manner, trying to see the other's viewpoint. You know, some Christian love and principle there. Do unto others as you will have done unto yourself. So yes, this is a great book. Definitely worth the read if you want to gain insight into how to deal with people more effectively. It's, it's, a, it's a useful tool in business. It's a useful tool in personal relations. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Definitely recommend that. And again, the link is in the description. You can get it on Amazon in paperback version. Uh, $15.91, you know. Definitely worth the read, folks. Highly recommend. And I'm smiling. And I'm staring. <laughs> and as for yours truly here, Jonathan Ramcharan of Jonathan Ramcharan the Podcast, um, things are going quite well. Um, as y'all well know, or if you're tuning in for the first time, I am an actor extraordinaire. Yes. You know? Diploma in theater arts. That's been the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Yeah. I recently applied for some work, acting work, at the top of the new year. Didn't hear back from them, you know? I uh, subscribe to an online actor's database where um, industry auditions, commercials, film projects, indie film, college productions, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. 
I got access to these auditions via via this online database. I applied for a gig, didn't hear back from them. Now, 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 could be from, you know, the Chinese virus, Kung Flu, <coughs> COVID-19. Could be for that reason, or it could be for whatever fucking reason. Doesn't matter. Moving forward. <coughs> Pardon me, folks. <coughs> and, you know, one of the blessings going on with me right now is um, I'm working on new projects, my own projects. And, um, you know, it's in motion. It's in motion. So um, I just got to keep steady at that. And if that's relatable to anybody out there, we just got to, you know, buckle down, hold the faith, hold the fort, keep moving forward. Hallelujah. I am also a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yes. Um, I've been grinding. Top of the new year, man. I've been writing a, a, a fucking blue streak, you know, every day. Hour minimum, sometimes two, sometimes three. I plunk myself down and I just let her rip, folks. Get to writing, you know. Got the old writing book right here. The old notebook, you know. Take a look at that, folks. The old notebook. And I'm talking a plethora, plethora of jokes, ideas, you know, coming out the fucking wazoo, folks. I've been writing up a fucking blue streak, you know. Take a look at that, you know. So, you know, I've been busting my hump. You know, working on my craft. And, um, many plans. Can't speak too definitely. I'm one of those, like, show rather than tell person. I mean, I got the gumption to put out a weekly podcast. I ain't doing it for no dumb, dumb doorknob reason, you know. Got a couple tricks up my sleeve, folks. So definitely stay tuned. Stay glued to your screen, you know, a lot of interesting things coming along here at JR the P. So that's what's been going on in my world, you know. I wish all the best health and happiness to you, the dear listener, the dear, the dear, dear in fucking headlights, the dear viewer. I wish all the best to y'all, you know. This is a very inspiring time that we're living in in a beautiful time in the best of times and the best is yet to come hallelujah it's your old chuckle buddy guess who Jonathan James Ramcharan reporting live for duty on this magnificent February 6th in the year of our lord 2020. 2021. Guess I'm still on Wuhan time. 2021. Yeah. You got questions, queries, or qualms? Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Have you ever gotten an anal swab? Love to hear from you if anybody ever stuck a fucking Q tip up your ass and stuck a feather up your ass and called it Wuhan macaroni. Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. What do you think about these times? Anal swabs for COVID 19. You know, let me know. The show is available on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, 
my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, definitely, you know, help my black ass out. Share me with a friend. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. All right? Peace. Peace. <laughs>